you know, the way, and I don't know if like you're planning to get into this, but I think that the way that you kind of introduced me to it and the way that stuck to me was like almost thinking of it as like a parallel almost to like a bucket list. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Hi, Grace. Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rites of Passage podcast with me, Annie Brooks, where we discuss life in our 20s. And today, our episode is basically our titular episode. It is giving the name to the podcast. It is about Rites of Passage. And today, we have one of my absolute favorite people on the planet with me. My very wonderful friend, Grace, is joining us today. Grace, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, yes, I'm Grace. Um, Annie and I met senior year of high school um, and have been besties ever since. And I am so honored to be on this episode, number one, because it's like the title of the podcast as a whole. But also, Annie introduced me to this whole idea of rites of passage. And I think I tell every single person who I meet about it because I think really so. Oh, yeah. Like, I think it is such an important like, I think it's such a cool way and cool perspective to like look at life. Um, so I'm oh very, God. I'm very honored to be here for this. I'm honored that you tell people about this. I thought this was my own silly little thing. <laughs> I feel like this will be, what's the word? This will be my legacy. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know if that's a good thing to want to amount to <laughs> or not, but um, I genuinely feel like this is something I'm very passionate about. This is something that I came up with. And the reason that I wanted to have you on today for, like, I knew that for this episode, which I wanted to do since the beginning, obviously, I mean, we're only three episodes in, but I wanted you to be on it because you are the person who I kind of like created this with and kind of bounced it off. And I feel like we've definitely, we've grown in this together. So yes, today we are talking about um, the eponymous rites of passage. So generally, a rite of passage is defined as a ritual or an experience that marks a major milestone or a change in a person's life. And this term was originally coined in 1909 by the French anthropologist Arnold Van Genep. I do not know if I'm saying that right. And basically, he established this term, these rites of passage, um, or in French, les suites de passage, um, as a term that was used to define the category of rituals that mark the passage of a person through the life cycle. So from one stage to another, over time, from one role to another. And he actually wrote a book called Les Rites de Passage. I am so sorry to people who speak French. I did look it up beforehand. That's the best I can do. (laughs) And um, basically, this book said that all of society is broken down into groupings. And so we've got all these different societies and subgroups of identities and cultures And he uses the metaphor of these groupings as a kind of house that is divided into rooms and corridors, okay? So we have all these little groupings that are rooms and corridors in a house, and the passage is what one person uses to get from one room to another. So the individual will leave one group and enter another, and so you're changing rooms. This is the passage, literally the passageway, the rite of passage, Mm -hmm which I thought was really interesting as someone who likes words and metaphors. I thought that was a fun a fun way to describe it because I don't think that if anyone were to describe it today, that's how they would describe yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like that's interesting because I feel like we've talked about it a lot, but it's also cool to hear it in terms of that because it's like I know in my head like 
rites of passage, but I feel like sometimes if I'm, you know, explaining it to people as I do all the time, I sometimes struggle to be like, what is it actually? And hearing that makes a lot of sense. It's definitely an ambiguous concept in places because it can be a lot of different things. Um, But in his work, he really focused on things that happen progressively throughout a person's life. So he tried to integrate the human and the cultural experiences with biological destiny. And so the three main rites of passage are birth, reproduction, and death, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. So birth and death, everyone partakes in. Um, Reproduction, not everyone partakes in, but he considered it one of the one third of the the rites of passage. Nowadays, however, rites of passage are typically, at least in America, this is going to be an American-focused outlook. We look at, you know, like um, religious, so we might see like baptisms um, or bar bat mitzvahs. Um, We look at cultural and societal like graduations, um, proms, all of that. Uh, Do you have any others that when you think of rite of passage, you're like, oh, obviously that was such a rite of passage? Um, I feel like just kind of something that could line up with religion, I think sometimes can be like marriage. Um, Again, not something that like every person experiences and kind of goes along with like, I mean, obviously not the same thing as like having children, but kind of falls in that same category. Um, So I think that like, it's kind of a societal norm that a lot of people experience that I think could kind of fall into that umbrella of things. Agreed. I think even like, there are so many smaller rites of passage, right? Like those big three are like birth, death, reproduction, like those. But then we also have like, even within like marriage, you have the engagement, you have dating that person, you have introducing them to your family. Like these are all steps that we kind of we don't really talk about, like, we'll say, like, to each other, like, oh, that's a big step. Mm-hmm. But we're not saying, like, oh, what a rite of passage it is that you've introduced someone to your parents. Yeah. It's just kind of a natural progression. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, like, that's so interesting. But also recognizing that, like, it doesn't have to, like, little things, big things, like, kind of anything that takes place, um, you can be considered like you can consider a rite of passage. There's no really like right or wrong when it comes to that. What rites of passage have you undergone that you feel like are very clear rites of passage that everyone would be like, yep, that makes sense. Like getting my driver's license, for example, mm-hmm. was a huge rite of passage for yeah. me. I think that, um, I mean, getting into getting college, into college also- graduating high school, Um, I think that I've definitely within my four years of college experienced more like rites of passage within kind of that time frame. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, I would also argue that all of college is like one giant rite of passage. Oh yeah, 100%. Which is like, it's really weirdly set up the way we have it in America because like you need to go to college to find yourself and you're like, well, is that all you're going for? Yeah, each each like chunk feels very different yeah. from one another. Um, I totally agree. I feel like it is hard to to say like, oh, that's how I was in college. And some people are more static. Some people find who they are freshman year and then they're they're set. Mm-hmm. Some people don't figure it out until senior. Some people never figure it out. <laughs> and honestly, what's crazy is like you don't know until you're looking back yeah. on it. Like you there's no way to be able to say like right now I'm I've okay this is something I've been grappling with a lot recently mm-hmm. is the idea that I <laughs> the beliefs that I hold about myself 
uh, one moment in time, when I look back on those, I'm always like, wow, that was so false. And it's crazy because I really believed it. And like one thing I've always said is I'm like, I have such good judgment in character. Mm -hmm. I can choose friends so well. Could I? Yes. But am I, did I have really bad friends at times? Yeah. So like, that's crazy because when I chose those friends, I was like, no, these are perfect friends. I will, I'm so good at finding them. And then immediately after, like a year later, I'm like, oh my God, you idiot. Obviously that was a terrible choice. So it's really interesting just like how our own beliefs about ourselves evolve. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that in in the end of itself is kind of like this right this ongoing right passage of trying to figure out where you fit in yeah. with the world and how you identify. Yeah, definitely kind of along with that. Like I feel like it's you know, it's not unheard of, but it's unusual to like be in a friendship and be like, Oh, this is like really going badly, like this really sucks. But you know, <laughs> I think that more often than not, you can kind of when you step back from situations, whether it be like friendships, relationships, kind of like jobs experiences like then be able to be like looking at it from an outside perspective you're like oh how did I how did I get myself in this kind of situation when I you know almost pride myself on like not letting myself get in these situations exactly requires some like self-reflection to be honest with yourself and that's a lot of honesty that sometimes I don't want to give myself Um, okay, so what are generally your thoughts on the importance of, right of rites of passage as we've defined them up until now, um, as markers of a transition from one role to another? Um, do you feel like they are important to have rituals around them, or do you feel like it's kind of something that can pass by and you don't mind if it's marked or not? I think that, you know, obviously, and this is kind of like the general answer, but I think it depends for every person. I think that for some people, it's the same reason why some people get married in a courthouse and some people don't get married and some people have these big extravagant weddings. Um, I think that it's really important to some people to be able to celebrate it. And for some people, it's maybe a bigger accomplishment. And, you know, graduating high school or graduating college might not have been something that was guaranteed. And so celebrating that is a bigger deal because you know, you're proud of yourself. And it wasn't, yeah, like I said, it wasn't a guarantee that it was going to happen. Um, but I also think, that makes a lot of sense. yeah, but I also think that like, just because you don't celebrate it and acknowledge it doesn't mean that it's not a rite of passage. And like, I know that committing to college, for example, like I had a very different experience than my brother. I like, it was a big deal for me and committing and deciding on the school. And for him, he like walked out of his room one day and was like, oh, hey, like, by the way, this is the college I'm going to. And like, (laughs) but I still think that like both of us experienced that rite of passage, but for like, that's what both of us needed to do for ourselves. And that's what felt appropriate. And for me, I like felt like a big deal and wanted to do it. And for him, it was just like, oh, like maybe I'll just mention it like when, you know, <laughs> when I see you. Um, so I think it's, that's just so on brand. I yeah. I think it's very dependent on the situation and the person um, kind of what reflects them the best. I think that makes a lot of sense. I know for me, I, um, I'm Jewish, obviously, well, obviously. <laughs> <you>. um, <laughs> and, um, 
And when I had my vomits, but that was like, for me, a really big point in my life where I did feel like I was seen much more as an adult, mm-hmm. um, because I, for in like Jewish law, you're seen as an adult at that age, um, when you have your, your bar bat mitzvah. And that definitely did make me see myself differently. And I think that was something that was really beneficial to me. And I like, I really loved that experience. I didn't love it at the time. Give it, let me be clear. Didn't love learning a different language that I wasn't very yeah. good at, but I did like that there was this like ritual that people for so many generations had done mm-hmm. that I was not part of. Like, there's this really cool moment. Um, I don't know if they do this at all, but mitzvahs, but at mine where we handed off the Torah from the oldest generation that was alive that was there to my parents to me, and um, and it was just this really cool mm-hmm. moment where I felt very connected and like wow everyone else in my life has done yes I think that's yeah that's really cool to be able to look at it because yeah obviously you put a lot of like time and energy and work went into it and then to be able to have this like significant moment with your family and with the people you love is I can imagine really special yeah okay so Grace you had mentioned my my infamous <laughs> uh, rites of passage versus bucket list theory mm-hmm. earlier, and we will get into that. That is the whole point of this podcast. But before that, we have to first define bucket list. Okay, okay. so. The definition of a bucket list is a list of things that one has not done before but wants to do before dying. And it reflects back to us, you know, our values, our identities, the life milestones that we feel like we want to to experience. And I think it's really important, like how you, I feel like you can learn a lot based on what's on someone's bucket list, mm-hmm. because I think it tells you a lot about how they interact with the idea of death. And you can also understand like what is important to them, you know, is, is it travel? Is it other cultures? Is it spending time with family? Like where do, does that lie? Um, and so, and of course, bucket list comes from like the saying of like, you, before you kick the bucket. Um, so yeah. So do you have anything on your bucket list? Like generally before you go, you're like, gotta make this happen. You know, interestingly enough, like, I feel like I haven't thought about it that much. Um, and I think that more recently also kind of, you know, the start of the year being a few months ago, kind of the idea of like resolutions too. And I, and I think that bucket lists and revolutions are resolutions are obviously, um, different, but I think that there's kind of goals that I have, um, in general. I mean, I, you know, have never left the country and I would love to be able to travel and, um, go and explore the world. And, you know, of course, if someone like invites me skydiving, like don't say (laughs) no to that. Um, but I know that some people have like literally a list in their notebook or their phone of things that they want to do. And I don't necessarily have that. Um, I think that I see things and I'm like, oh, that might be fun to do, but I don't necessarily have like a running list of things that, you know, I need to accomplish. So, okay. This brings us to what we did for our, uh, New Year's this year. Um, Grace and I have a long-standing New Year's tradition, <laughs> um, which the tradition is just to spend New Year's together. But um, <laughs> this year we made bingo boards because I'd seen this on TikTok and I thought it was really cute. And there, I called it 
bucket list bingo boards. And they're basically mini bucket lists for the year. And what I liked about this idea was that it wasn't about things that I have to do in order to be happy or ways to show up for myself. It was much more just like things that I might do and by doing them could get bingo, which for me is very motivating (laughs) (laughs) because I would like to win my own game. Mm -hmm. Even though I created it, I still want to win. So I put on things that are just slightly out of my comfort Mm -hmm. zone. So I'm trying to five of these things in order to get bingo I put down 25 and examples are um to do a solo trip or one that's one thing have not checked that off yet um another was to create a podcast um which I have done so I got to check that one off and then there's a bunch of like really silly ones like some are career oriented some are um talking about faking out faking a persona on a night out (laughs) um yeah, they're they're pretty goofy. Um, one though that is important to me that I want to try to do go on five first dates this year. Um, mm-hmm. And then I also wrote that I want to ask at least two people out. They don't have to say yes. I just want to be the one to ask them. Exactly. Out. I think that's like so the are- most important part too of like like you obviously can't control what people are going to do. So only making the things that you put on your board things that you can control. Yeah, these are all things that are in my control. Mm-hmm. Um, to an extent, I mean, one of them is like, get to a thousand followers or like whatever on that. Yeah. But you know what, I'm gonna grind and I'm gonna try and exactly. get there. So yeah. yeah, exactly. What were some of what were some of yours if you are interested in sharing? So I before I say that, I will say that like when Annie presented me this with presented me with this idea, I was like, no, I, I love that because this year I felt too many pressures or like too much pressure around um, having resolutions and putting down a list of things that I want to accomplish because I feel like recently in my life, I've always loved making lists and checking things off. And I think that that's been a source of motivation. But what I found more recently is if I don't do that, it causes me more stress and anxiety to not check these things off the list. And also recognizing that, you know, my life is going to significantly change from January to December. And so putting these things on myself that I want to be able to get done seems a little, um, I don't know, it just seems confining. And so when Annie mentioned the bingo board, it's, you know, more of something that like, would be really fun to accomplish. And yet like you're, you know, even if you didn't get bingo at the end of the day, like you had a fun time doing it. Um, I think um, kind of tried to get a bunch of different things in different areas. Um, Again, also had. We listed out like career, social love life and tried to make a good, a good smattering of of a few (laughs) different ones. Yeah, exactly. We got like, like I also have fake and alter ego um, and then kind of, you know, just like cute little things of write a handwritten letter, read a book in a coffee shop, um, mm. you know, have a girl's wine night, which like I've been able to do since being in college. Um, and yeah, I think that it's just like fun, fun little things that kind of touch on all areas of life. I think that when we were making it, it was helpful that we weren't like okay we're only gonna do this for like school or we're only gonna do this for our career because that 
can also seem really limiting. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if I'm being honest, I know that when we were making it, it was, it was a little challenging to come up with them. It was. I was so surprised how hard it yeah. was to come up with them. Yes. Without them seeming so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, it felt like I was like, okay, like, one of the ones I put was like, stay out until and watch the sunrise. Yes. And I was like, yeah, like, do I need to do that? No. Like, yeah. but it's something fun. It's something that would put me out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And like, I might do it, but I also might not. It's not my goal to get all 25 yeah. of these. It's my goal to keep them in the back of my head and push myself just a little mm-hmm. bit. Um when I'm in a spot where I'm like, mm, should I push myself or not? Mm-hmm. Now I have a reason to be like, well, I want to check it yeah. off. So exactly. So yes. Yeah. I think that yeah. having those kind of different like categories and I know going into it, I think at least for me, I was like, oh, it'll be easy to come up with like 25 things yeah. that I want to do that I don't even need to do that. I want to do this entire year. And then actually being able to sit down because obviously, you know, these things are like things that aren't necessarily comfortable or things that we've never done before or, you know, aren't going to happen just going like through day-to-day life in the same routine. Um, and so it's, it was harder than I thought to, to think of things. I would highly recommend for anyone who is interested in this to do make a little bingo board for yourself starting now starting you can do it for really easy stuff like for the month if you are like take you want to take a walk more often um i was talking to my mom about this like like you can literally make a calendar that says like take a walk and write that in five of the slots and then just try and get bingo at some point um and that can be for the week that can be for the month whatever it is um but just it makes it a little bit more fun gives a little spice (laughs) a little spice to it a little spice um yes okay where was I hold on oh okay I will say on my my bucket list I do have a bucket list and the really the only reason I have this bucket list is because I need to contrast it with my rights of passage list they're on the same <laughs> notes page in my notes app Incredible. um But on my bucket list, here are a few of my personal favorites. Um, I do really want to write and perform a stand-up. I don't want anyone I know to come to it. I'm not allowed to come? I don't want to tell anyone. No, no one is invited. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't care. No one is invited. Fair enough. I respect that. I want to do terribly. I don't know. There's something about that to me that feels like like empowering. Like I can just get up and make a fool of myself and it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. No one's ever going to know me. If I get a few laughs, great. Yeah. Then I can say I perform stand-up. And I just think that would be really yeah. fun. Um, I really want to crash a party mm-hmm. at some point in my life. Not in a mean way. Not in a mean way. Just in a, oh my god, wasn't the service so lovely? Oh, I know. And then have some food. Yeah, now. absolutely. Um, <laughs> Irish can buy it. Um, at some point, I would love to speak a third language. Mm-hmm. Um... And then a few of these I've already kind of crossed off. Um, I got to visit Vienna this past summer, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. That's been on my list for a long time. I wanna, I wanted to go with. This is so stupid, but I wanted to go with someone to get a tattoo. Not even get a tattoo for myself. I just wanted to be there for someone else getting a tattoo. That's so fun. And I did. Oh my god! Awesome. 
I actually literally yesterday I got a little like notification on Snapchat that said one year ago today and it was when I was with my friends in Spain and they were getting tattoos ah. and I was like oh my god I totally forgot that that has already been checked off my budget check but on top of those I also have my rights of passage list okay let's get let's let's get wait before we dive into it I want to ask a question about your bucket list okay has this been like pretty consistent since you were young did you have the mate or is it like kind of constantly evolving I would say it's kind of constantly evolving Mm -hmm. honestly I'm not great at adding to (laughs) it um like I kind of wrote down a bunch of stuff once like a few years ago and kind of have had that but not really like I don't have a ton of other I'm also not someone who I think there's a lot of stuff in my life that I would like to do and I'm very young and I know yeah. that but also at times like I'm running out of time but I feel like if I put it down then I'm going to make myself feel pressured if I don't go that route with me. yeah so for example I would love to write and publish a children's yeah. book and I'd love to write and publish a novel I don't know if that's going to happen that's something I've always wanted to do but I don't want to pressure myself yeah. into it. Like, I don't want to feel guilty if one more year passes and I haven't done yeah. it. So I don't tend to write those bigger goals down, even though all the manifestation people say I yeah. should. But I don't tend to write those down. They're usually more like silly bucket list things. Yeah, okay. That um, makes, I, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What about you? You said you haven't really had a bucket list, but do you have anything outstanding that you're like, oh, like that I do want to do? Well, I think just like something that I've kind of recently within the past like year decided is I want to be able to run a half marathon and a marathon in my life um so yeah again like not putting a time frame on it um but Mm. I just really want to be able to you know at some point in my, my life be like yeah that time I ran the marathon and not do it for speed or race or like you know racing other people like literally just to do it for myself um I think that that would be that's kind of something that has recently become um something that I've thought about a lot that's amazing I don't have that on my bucket (laughs) list and I probably never will but I love that thank you thank you (laughs) um that's really good one though I like that a lot so now getting into the the big idea of my rites of passage yeah. theory, which is what this entire podcast is about. So my rites of passage theory is basically that we have the bucket list, right? And the bucket list is things that you actively seek out. So these are things that aren't going to happen unless you are actively choosing to do them. For example, performing stand-up isn't going to just happen to you. Yeah, You have to choose to perform stand-up. On the other side of this is your rites of passage, okay? And so all of these rites of passage are things that happen kind of more passively to you mm-hmm. that are are just that. They're rites of passage. They're moments in life when you get to experience something and you feel connected to other people because everybody has had that experience. Yeah. Um, in other words, it's a main character moment, yes, right? Absolutely. So. If your life was a movie or a book and you were the star, obviously, then would this moment be written about or would this be shown in the Mm -hmm. movie? Because, you know, me waking up out and getting out of bed in the morning, does that happen to everyone? Yeah. But, you know, probably wouldn't be in the movie. Not super important for the plot. However, 
me getting stood up on a date. Ooh, now that's interesting. That, that would make it into the movie. That's in the movie. Yeah. Me missing my flight, my one and only flight that I'm running to, that's in the movie. Absolutely. That's a plot point. You know yeah. what I mean? I could tell that story at a party. That's a rite of passage. Yeah. It's either a rite of passage or a bucket list experience. Mm-hmm. And I firmly believe that most big experiences can fall into these two categories. Yes. 100%. And the thing about this that I am proud of and I really like to implement in my mm-hmm. life is the mindset around yeah. it, which is that something bad happens. And it's a rite of passage. Yeah. That's so cool. You just got a plot point. It's like you're like earning plot points, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, ding, just got another. Yeah. Like the other day, I got a, a ticket on my car because I hadn't moved it for street climbing. Yeah. And I have not had a car in four years. I haven't had it in all of my college experience. I just got a car. Super exciting. Mm-hmm. And I totally didn't realize that we had street cleaning on this night. Forgot about it. Got to my car. Immediately, I'm like, oh, God, yeah. are you kidding me? I'm so pissed. And then the second after that, I was like, wait, wait, but what a rite of passage. Yeah. I just got my first ticket on my car. Like, this is exciting. Yeah. Um, so that's, like, the mindset that can help you shift. And I use that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, kind of looking at things, that's also from the way that you've described it to me. And I feel like I often project that and that's how I'll like kind of my my go-to like comfort for people like if my you know my sister calls me and you know I think that one time she was out for a walk outside and then it just started like downpouring and like she was she was like so mad she's like oh my god like my clothes are gonna be wet and like and I was like, this is like, this is a rite of passage though. Like getting stuck in the rain, like that, yes. that's a main character moment. That's going to make it it's the movie. Um, and I think that it's helpful to look at things because even if things are disappointing, like for example, you said, you know, getting stood up on a date, but if you, I almost kind of look at it as like, okay, if this is going to be something that like, I want to go home and like tell my best friends about, then like mm-hmm. that is a rite of passage, whether, you know, whether that's good or bad. So if it's like, oh my God, this like horrible thing happened to me today, at, you know, X, Y, and Z, and I need to tell my friends or like, oh, this was amazing. This was awesome. Like I need to share with people. I think that it's cool to kind of look at it as like, those can both be rites of passage. And so mm-hmm. when things that are definitely not ideal happen, being able to be like, well, you know, I'm really glad that like, I have this in in my storyline, like let the plot thicken, um, and, and like bring you know maybe maybe my life just like needs a little more action in it right now, and that's what the world is telling me. Oh, for sure, and I also think that kind of to go back to the person who the anthropologist who coined this term about rites of passage, he was describing moving from one identity to another. And I think that it's kind of a cool idea to think that when something bad happens, you're now kind of a part of a bigger Mm -hmm. group in which that becomes a part of your identity, right? Like if someone says, oh, I was, um, I got stood up one. Actually, let's use a different example. Let's use getting broken up with, getting your heart broken. I had my heart broken like relatively recently in the past year or so. And I was like, wow, this sucks. Like truly could never have realized how badly this would suck until it happened. 
But what a rite of passage because now I'm part of this group of people who have gotten their hearts broken. Mm -hmm. And I'm now that's a part of my identity. If someone says, Oh, don't you hate that feeling? I can go, Yeah. I do. I know that yeah. feeling. And now I'm part of this other little category. And that's kind of yeah. fun that we all have that. It almost creates this little like community and shared experience that without it, you would not have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Time to brainstorm rites of passage. Are we ready? So ready. They're kind of hard to brainstorm because like, you don't really know until they happen mm-hmm. to you. And then you're like, well, that's right. That, passage, but I think we yeah. can do. It. Oh, I think I think we can come up with a few. Okay, failing a class or almost failing a class and then pulling it. Mm. Um, like show along the same lines of school, like showing up to a class and no one's there. Yes, or showing up and you're completely yes. In the oh yeah, yeah. That's even better. That's even better. Uh-huh. <laughs> or you sit in and you're like, is this yeah. not Spanish before? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Getting someone confessing their feelings for you in a relatively dramatic sense Ooh. would definitely be part of a movie or a novel. Yes. Um, I don't really have control over that. Definitely a rite oh, of passage. Oh, for sure, a rite of passage. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think that something probably goes on like the more uncomfortable side is, um, you know, if you go and get coffee, like spilling your drink all over yourself or spilling your food all over yourself. Um, not. Like, not fun in the moment, but then you can be like, huh, remember that time when I did that? Like, that's silly. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is kind of not a great one. And I personally have not joined this club. I'm not part of this community yet. Um, but getting blacked out. Mm. I have never gotten blacked out. And it's not something I'm looking to do. Yeah. But if it happens, write a yeah. message. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think similar, yeah, similar experiences with you know, getting, getting drunk and being sick and experiencing that the, the next day and like kind of beating that like, oh, okay, the like. The first time that you have a hangover is such oh a my moment God. in your it's, life. Yeah, it's so humbling. It is so humbling. <laughs> it is. It so is. Um, or like the first time that you get in a really big fight with yeah. a friend and you're like, oh shit, this is, this is Yeah, bad. exactly. I think, yeah, kind of friend like breakups and mm-hmm. things like that are definitely significant would definitely make the storyline in a movie it's an interesting storyline it's probably not you're, you might not be rooting for the main yeah. character but but it's in yeah. the story i think line. that like yeah. something that <laughs> i know this summer a lot when like i had a lot of stuff going on and something that was helpful was annie was like well, this is this is like a rite of passage. This is something that like, yeah, it might kind of suck in the moment or it might not be ideal or it might feel uncomfortable. And yet like, it's a rite of passage. Like you, you can look back on your life and be like, yep, check that did it. Like, again, going mm-hmm. back, I know I keep referencing it in, you know, kind of what you were saying, but like, if my life was a movie, this would be a great point. Like this would be no, so crucial to the movie and like yeah it kind of sucks for me in the moment and yet at the same time like maybe this is what needs to happen um and I just like I remember 
the whole uh, so many times like during the summer and Annie was like this is a rite of passage like this is what you need like this is for the plot we're doing it for the plot and honestly like that it really helped because it's like okay yeah like this is what's going on I can't change the plot of my life right now might not be perfect but like I'm gonna be able to look back on it and be like yeah that happened that happened and also your character arc grew you know how, like when you look back on like a yeah. tv show and you're like oh my god i can't believe that first yeah. episode like they were so different i feel like that's a lot of the time with right yeah. passage you'll be like wow that that changed the character that changed the trajectory of where yeah. they're going and it's it's fun to see sometimes mm-hmm. like they suck a lot of the time and again they're not in your yeah. control right that's bucket yeah. list shit okay rights of passage are, are yeah. hard um and Oh, they suck. Yeah. But <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, like the the ones that kind of suck the most are the ones that like lead to the most character development. Like ones, you know, you can't. Yes. You can have the bucket list thing of you know going skydiving, but like that's not going to change you as much, like as a person, as you know, something happening that is a rite of passage that's uncomfortable and you have to like learn to deal with and cope with. And, you know, obviously there's all different levels of it, but um, it's definitely, yeah. yeah, kind of provides more opportunity for like growth from those situations. I do also want to clarify from what I'm saying that I, okay, I just, I think I told you, I just finished watching the series about Jeff Horseman <laughs> and I love it. And there is a scene that's actually pretty like popular on TikTok as well, where it's um this this monologue about damage and it's called good damage. And they're talking about how the main one of the main characters says, because if I don't make something with that trauma, that means all of the damage I got isn't good damage. It's just damage. I've got nothing out of it. All of those years I was miserable for nothing. And I think it's important to remember here that when we're talking about damage or rites of passage that might cause damage, I'm not saying that they're not there for yeah. a reason. I think a lot of people have a tendency, myself absolutely included, to romanticize yeah. sadness and see it as something that makes us yeah. special. And I don't think that's necessarily true or good for us. I don't think it's like a good idea to put damage on a pedestal and say, oh, but this is what makes mm-hmm. art. So I think it is important here to differentiate between the idea of you know, oh, when something bad happens, like it's for the plot. And when something is truly damaging, um, you know, obviously that's very different. And that's something that, you know, you should be seeing someone about or trying to or trying to work through on your own. But I'm not trying to take trauma and say, oh, but it was for the plot. Um, I think it can be helpful sometimes. But I also think that can be even more damaging if you do it in kind of a flippant way. So I do want to like note that I am not trying to like minimize trauma in any way. I am more just saying that I think sometimes a mindset shift when it's smaller issues that kind of your day kind of goes wrong, but it's kind of funny to think about and it's a good story. That I think is more the Yeah, there's definitely a difference between, you know, people who experience and cope with legitimate trauma and then, you know, feeling uncomfortable because you, you know, got stood up on a date or, you know, got a bad grade (laughs) on a test. Like, obviously, there is very significant differences between those. And, you know, I think that when we're talking about the rites of passage, it's more of, of the daily kind of things that, you know, 
happen day to day and you're like, yeah, but then you maybe you wake up the next morning and you're like, yeah, well, maybe that was silly, but like, okay, now like life goes on. And, you know, obviously that can't always be said about trauma. So that's very, a very different um, kind of thing that people, some people experience. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad we're, we're on yes. the, obviously we're on the same page. I wasn't yeah. worried. I just wanted to clarify because I did realize as we were speaking, I'm like, ooh, yeah. this No, is. I think that's good that you did that. <laughs> um, so I do have two quotes, two of my favorite stoic quotes to finish with. Um, they're both by Marcus Aurelius. And I'm not sure. I keep doing this where I keep finding good quotes and I don't know which one to use. So I'm going to read both of them to you and you can tell me what you think. So the first one is you have power over your mind, not outside events realize this and you will find strength. And I think that relates obviously to its passage and how you want to cope with things um, is kind of up to you and your mindset. And then the other one is that people are not disturbed by things, but by the views they take of them. Um, what do you think? Which, which should we end it with? Um, I kind of like the first one. Okay. Um, then to everyone listening, totally ignore that <laughs> second one. Um, <laughs> and yeah, with that, thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast, Grace. Um, it was absolutely amazing to have you to everyone listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you want to follow along as we check off more rites of passage in our twenties, follow us, turn on notifications, share the episode. Um, if you're so inclined, give it some mm-hmm. stars for the ratings. Just a few though. We don't want to get too arrogant. Um, And thank you all for listening. Have a wonderful week. And remember that when things go wrong, you're just checking something off your rites of passage list. So you're actually doing great. Grace, do you have any last words you want to close us out with? Um, Not specifically, but I just want to say I love talking to you about these things. And this is literally a conversation that we would have like over coffee. (laughs) And so I think that it's really cool that it's getting recorded and turned into a podcast. Um, And I, yeah, just very excited that I was able to do this with you. Honestly, recording a podcast, Grace? That's a rite of passage. passage. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right, then with that, we're out. And we will, my mom is calling me. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Hey, mom. That time only because I'm actually recording the podcast right now with Grace. I will tell Grace you say hi. Okay. Love you. Perfect. That will be the end credit. (laughs) That's amazing.